0: Welcome to the Million Dollar Strategies Podcast, where success isn't villainized. We turn failures into opportunities and 10x growth is the norm. I'm your host, Sean Buck. Hey everyone, this is uh, Sean Buck with your Million Dollar Strategy Podcast, and I have a very special guest today. Um, This is uh, a gentleman who I've been following for years and just recently started to get to know personally, um, Mr. Frank Kern. Frank, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. I, th- I knew that was you following me. I was like, who is that yes. guy? And now I was I the only
0: guy uh, for a long time, but now you have a whole massive amount of people who follow you. So, so it's worked out well for you.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of people. Listen, It's hard to get a reservation with that many people following you around.
0: I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, um, so Frank, maybe, um, you know, Actually, you know, most people in marketing, I mean, many people I talk to, you have one of the best best known names in marketing I, I've actually uh, come across, uh, and, and, you know, a lot of the other gurus, just not not as well known as you, so I know I'm, I'm blowing your ego up here a little bit, which is, uh, is going to be difficult for later, but, but uh, for those of you, for the three people who are listening who don't know who you are, um, can you give us a little, little bit of uh, who you are, your background, and kind of what you're up to today? Yeah, sure. My name is Frank Kern, uh,
1: K-E-R-N, and I have zero credentials of any kind. <laughs> I did, I do have a high school diploma, and then I did go on to University of Georgia because I had a pulse and a check, and then they kicked me out. Uh, I was academic dismissal. Prior to being kicked out, though, I did get to take a vocational assessment test where they told me I was best suited to be a garbage man. No kidding. They really did say that. <laughs> Um, and it's probably not a bad job, uh, or really. I'm a, a level fifty introvert, so I think the reason they told me I was best suited for that is because I answered every question, basically, it's, you know, whatever it takes not to have to actually meet any strangers. <laughs> you know? So, um, and, and as a result of like being kicked out of college and never trying to do anything with my life, I had no um, no marketable skills. So, you're, when you're in that position, you're either going to be a, a salesperson or a some sort of a laborer um, or an entrepreneur. And I tried all three, Uh, I was a laborer first and then I was a door-to-door salesperson. And um, while being a door-to-door salesperson, I I was horrible at it as you could imagine being an introvert. And I did a Google search for how to sell things on the internet and that's when I saw my very first ad for a class or a course rather, telling me I could get rich on the internet. Uh, And I bought it and I did what it said. And it worked. And uh, I was stoked. It was by a guy named Corey Rudel. R-U-N-L. Yeah. That was 1999. I've been doing it ever since, which is probably why I'm well-known. It's not because I'm so great. It's because I just
0: won't go away. (laughs) So (laughs) I I remember Corey. Uh, uh, He was an amazing marketer. So I never met him personally. But uh, yeah, back in the day, man, Corey was was the top dog. Yeah, he was cool. He's a good dude. So what are, you, what are you doing now? What are you, what are you working on? Uh, I mean, you obviously got rich on the internet, so it worked out well for you. Um, you know, hopefully, sending, uh, ho- hopefully you enjoyed that course. Hopefully you paid a lot of money for it because it seems to be worth it. And, uh, but what do you do now? Uh, so we've
1: got a couple of things that my company does. Our primary business, we have something called the Kern Inner Circle. It is a $400 a month continuity program where I publish a newsletter every month for members. And then uh, I get on live video conferences with members twice a month and just help them analyze their their marketing campaign. So I serve the actually doing stuff market of uh, business owners where a lot of my contemporaries serve the startup market. I I don't. There's nothing wrong with the startup market. I'm just not very good at it. So that's our core business. And then we have uh, two other offshoots of that. One is called the Private Client Group, uh, which you're a participant in. I'm grateful for that, which is full. And then we have another one called the Flagship Program. And uh, these are both programs where we meet with entrepreneurs in person multiple times a year to help them stay focused and keep them on track. And uh, we really find through all of our work that um, that the answer ultimately is to do less, which I know totally sounds like marketing hype. But I guess if you know you boiled everything down, it would be... Uh, My job is to tell people what not to do more than it is to tell people what to do these days, which
0: is kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. So um, awesome. Okay. Well, that's, that's um, very interesting. And yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been fun. Your private client group is, uh, is a great group. So let me ask you, let me ask you this. Let's, we'll just, we'll just kick it off with this. So we we're talking beforehand um, a little bit and we we're talking about million dollar strategies, right? And just what's crushing it right now. And so what have you found? What's what's the latest and greatest thing that you've found that you've been working on that is just, um, that's just killing it for you?
1: Man, so much stuff works. I guess one thing I'll point out that direct response started with, well, it really started in the 1700s and I forgot the dude's name, but the most famous founder of direct response was Montgomery Ward in 18 something and, and even the direct marketing association was started in uh, 1917 so the marketing stuff is uh, that we do which is direct response you know I mean you and I just do it primarily on the internet well you don't actually you do a lot of offline too all yeah. the stuff we do it's been around forever so rarely is there uh, a new tactical thing you know it's um, yeah. there could be another application of proven principles, but it's, it's extremely rare that a new principle actually evolves. Kind of like if you look at music, um, you know, there are only 12 notes in the chromatic scale of music, period. So <laughs> when someone writes a new song, it's going to be uh, a derivation, you know, of using m- a multitude of those 12 notes, various combinations. So same thing goes along with uh, with marketing. So what, what I found that's working extremely well is is to, from a strategic standpoint, so I'll give you like the answer of strategic and then tactical, because everybody likes tactical, which pays the least, by the way. (laughs) But from the strategic standpoint is to to take a, a step back, actually probably take about 50 steps back from the business and really look at it as a whole and see which of your processes in business are working the best and then to do more of those and to improve those and to focus only on those. So that's big thing, number one, that um, whenever we help people do just that and really maximize that, they see significant growth. Um, and so that's the answer nobody really wants to hear, but I'll give it to them anyway. And so now like the fun, shiny toy answer is uh, we have tested something new and exciting on a tactical level, which is uh, data sorting, which is kind of, uh, kind of interesting. And what that means is To get a little bit more information about somebody when they first come into your sales process, ours is an on-demand class, for example. And what I mean by this, I'll just walk you through our process to kind of illustrate it. So most online campaigns usually begin with someone says, hey, give me your name and email address and I'll send you some free stuff and then I'll try to sell you stuff later. Um, word it a little better than that. We made the decision strategically that we didn't want anybody in on our list or to even deal with anybody who's not at least got a six-figure business. Um, not that we have a, anything against those folks. It's just we're not really a good match for people who don't have momentum. We're way better suited for people who are actually doing stuff so we can maximize the momentum rather than trying to start from scratch. You know, So uh, I built in this little thing where when they – I got their name I get their email address Um, and then there's a little drop down box on the opt-in form and it says what were your gross sales for the past 12 months and they can choose you know and if their choice indicates that they're under a hundred thousand bucks we don't mess with them really at all in fact one of my biggest things right now is to try to figure out what to do with these guys because about 60 percent of them are still in that under a hundred thousand dollars in gross revenue you know Um, But what's really cool is that by deliberately not doing anything with those people and only focusing on the smaller quantity of people that are better suited for our services, we've been able to to develop a really, really simple sales process that is working uh, like gangbusters. So the takeaway from that is, number one, know who you want. Number two, ask them questions at the point of entry, uh, which would be basically your equivalent of going, hey, are you who I want? And if they're not who you want, don't mess with them. And if they are who you want, give them a whole lot of focus. And that's uh, that's working great.
0: No, that, no. So that's great. And so I think that what some people are going to be thinking right now um, is, hold on, Frank, hold on. Um, we've always been told to to get the least possible amount of information, like just an email address, right? Because because that way we get the most number of opt ins. And and so what you're saying. I happen to agree with wholeheartedly we get full contact information at least. And I believe actually based off of our, meeting, mean, I think we added this. If we didn't, it's on the list of stuff to add uh, is, is revenues. Uh, I'll have to double check after this uh, podcast, but, but uh, what, what would you say to that? Cause that's what everyone else is teaching, right? Or a lot of other people are teaching.
1: Yeah. Well, it's logical. And so you're just going to end up with a whole bunch of people and then you're going to be making offers to them blindly. So imagine I didn't do that, um, and I'm offering our our primary product right now that we're focusing on as our flagship program. It's $12,000 a year, and I'm putting our under $100,000 people into the funnel that sells that, not knowing that they can't really afford it and they're a terrible fit for it, and then I'm devoting manpower to follow up with them. That's dumb, right? I'm wasting time and uh, you know our, our process is a lot more than like here's an email to a sales letter you know if somebody has questions we set up appointments with them and there's a lot they, there's we don't do outbound uh, phone sales or anything like that but we do interact with our prospects a lot if they are qualified for that so if we didn't do that data sorting we would be really spending a lot of money um and that would be bad so what doing the data sorting is allowing us to do is know if someone is worth pursuing before we actually expend the energy to pursue them. So if you've got a one size fits all offer, like if you're selling dog food or something, you know, kind of randomly pick that then yeah, you probably shouldn't do this, you know, but if you're a cosmetic dentist or, or a higher end attorney or something like that, and you only really want to expend man hours and energy and time on a certain type of uh, person then you should find out who that person is. Um, and the people who say that collecting extra data at the point of opt-in reduces your conversion rate, well, they're right, it does. But I'm a, I i can't go to the bank and cash a conversion rate. I can only cash a return on my ad spend. And the only way I can get a return on that ad spend is to follow up with the right people in the right way at the right time. So collecting that information of, hey, are you worth following up with or not, which is kind of what I'm really doing, you know, um, that allows me to do a better job
0: of that. Yeah, so no, I mean it makes, it makes total sense and, and especially if you're putting out effort, like for example, we do have an outbound uh, call team, right? So when someone opts in and someone does a customer service call for them and yeah, if you're adding in even more steps like that, you, you've got to bring it down. Otherwise, it, it becomes too big of a beast. Like you said, the expenditure is so high, um, you know, and it's not the number of, of leads on the list. At the end of the day, I mean, it's the number of, of clients. You know,
1: I'll tell you our funnel, just to sort of illustrate this. So, our our primary thing that we offer right now, because our monthly thing is relatively self managing. So, um, the newer thing that we offer right now is this flagship program is twelve thousand mm-hmm. bucks, and we do a lot of advertising for it. And we spend right now, we're pretty lucky over the past four or five days, so we're spending about twenty one dollars on average to acquire the name, email address, and phone number of a business owner who is self-identifying as having a successful business of over six figures per year, right? And so, you know, if I was selling something like little eBooks or whatever, that would be terrifying. Uh, But I'm selling something that's relatively higher ticket, you know, it's 12 grand. Um, The way our funnel works is this, they'll opt in, they'll then be set to an on-demand training, which is just a video. You know, they have to register for a webinar or anything like that. And I track whether or not they watch the video and then the video gives them the opportunity to apply, to have a conversation with us about our program. Um, We spend about $993, actually it is $993 uh, per approved application. So that's what it costs me to get someone who is successful and who wants to work with us to raise their hand and apply to talk to us about working with us. And we sell about one out of three of those people. So if you do the math, it's we're paying $3,000 to get a customer. And so I'm making four times my money and I'll, I'll do that. That's okay, you know? Um, but the only way I could do that is by knowing that, okay, if this person, for example, sees the class and then he clicks the application, but he doesn't fill out the application, I'll have a team member follow up and say, hey, do you need any help? If I, had, if I allowed anybody to even see that application and click it, that means my team members would be following up with people who were not capable of even ever joining
0: my program to begin with. Does that make sense? It, well, it makes perfect sense. But, you know, if you did it uh, the wrong way, uh, then Frank, you could join the club and have like 60 team members like I do and a management team. And all, I mean, like you could have, you could enjoy all of the fun that comes with that. So I'm not sure why you don't do that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We have a very small team and it's pretty cool. So
0: I've, I'll keep having a small one. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, to each his each own, their own. Yeah. Yeah. it's just, every time I talk to you, I, I learn new stuff. I always love, um, hanging out with you and talking to you. I tried to get into your program of like uh, be adopted and come stay in your house. But uh, you denied me that application. And so I'm sad about that. But um, but this is the next best thing, having you on the podcast. So super, super pumped here. Well, you know, you, you just eat a lot. That's, that's true. Sure. I'm not that's sharing me. my food. Yeah. yeah. So um, fine, fine alcoholic beverages. So yes, it's it gets expensive. And I understand that. So all right. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: What, what's not working right now? What are you seeing out there that maybe it's something that people are, you know, people are really hot on. You know, people, people you know, there's a lot of hype maybe in the media or whatnot. Uh, maybe not, but what are you or your clients seeing that, that that just seems to not be working so well in marketing at the moment?
1: Oh man, that's um. You know, I really don't know because I anything that's not working, I ignore it. So I'm I'm not. Uh, Really in the in the mental space of trying to find something that doesn't work. If uh, if there is something that doesn't work, I I just throw throw it away and forget about it because you know we've been taught ever since we were yeah work on our weaknesses. But as as Dan Sullivan says, if you do that, you end up with a lot of really mediocre weaknesses. (laughs) So
0: um, I don't know. You know, I would I would have no idea. Okay, okay. So so no. So I get that. So. What about this? Do you have a recent uh, marketing failure that you've seen or was some that you guys tried that that just didn't crush it for you? Do you have anything along those lines or just? uh... I do, actually, yeah. It wasn't a strategy. It was just copy.
1: Okay. Uh, So we've got this Facebook training class for people who want to start using Facebook. It's really cool. And uh, I created an offer for the class, and the offer was, you know, here's what happens when you spend $52,342 and eight days or whatever it was on Facebook. And the the pitch for this class, which is really cheap by the way, um, the pitch for the class was framed up as that case study because it was a case study and I'm showing them like, you know, here's where we spent all this money and all this kind of stuff. And it was so cool because we learned so much cool stuff. And in the pitch, I'm teaching them the cool stuff and then I make the pitch for the class and essentially it's like, as you can tell, You know, we know what we're doing over here. This is the kind of money we're spending just on these tests. And um, so none of this is theory. And here's where you can get the class. So I released it, and it totally bombed. It was horrible. (laughs) It was like, what the hell? Like nobody, not nobody bought, but the conversion were just, it was dismal. And uh, so I said, okay, you know, and I rewrote the pitch. And then I just rewrote the pitch as here are five things you need to do in order to make Facebook work. And I left out the part about here's how much we spent. On Facebook, And it works like gangbusters. And the takeaway was that you are not your customers. Um, for me, I want to get to where I can spend 500 grand a month on Facebook because I get a positive return. So, you know, I want to get a positive return on as much money as possible. Many of the people that were looking at that, that would terrify them. Even the idea of spending 50000 would terrify them. Even though in the pitch, I was like, hey, you know, I'm not telling you to go spend fifty grand. I mean, this is just what we were willing to spend on this test. You need to start with a smaller budget. Still, they translated that pitch as, okay, he's telling me I have to spend this much money on Facebook, even though I really didn't, you know. Um, and that was uh, for the millionth time I've, you know, maybe hopefully for the final time I've learned that lesson, but probably not, (laughs) you know, I'll probably
0: do make that same mistake again. Well, see, I think that the, that's so important because, you know, I think a lot of people don't, don't realize. So, I mean, like I said, you're well known, especially in the internet marketing circles. Um, and here it is. You know, even Frank Kern had copy that didn't convert and had to tweak it and then make it work, right? You know, and that's everybody, but I think sometimes that that point is missed because all we hear about is the successes. All we hear about is the launch that did uh, $7 million and 53 cents in 37 seconds and and crashed, you know, every merchant processor, you know, that they have, right? You know, we never hear about like, yeah, well, we tried this, didn't go so well, but we, you know, we had to try again, you know, and, and so... So I think it's just a really important lesson, very valuable for people listening. No matter how great you are, you're gonna, you're not gonna knock it out of the park every single time. You're gonna have to, you're gonna sometimes get a base hit, and then have to run it in, you know.
1: You know, I always tell people like, you know what, what we call it when it works the first time? There's a technical term for it, and that is miracle. It never, like, I remember telling you in our last meeting, I'm like, all right, here's, you know, what I recommend you do, blah blah blah, and I'm like, by the way, this is going to be
0: horrible. Gonna be like this will take big, at least nine months, I think you said.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if you if you prepare yourself for it to be a pain in the ass, this, you're going to be able to have a lot more mental bandwidth to get back up and, and get back in the ring, you know. It's when we have these these weird expectations that I'm going to test this new promotion it's going to work immediately. Um, that's where you end up kind of hosing yourself up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's, you know – but I think that's what people expect, right? They expect to ad spend uh, the first time and for it to work immediately and, and never to have to look at it again. So oh, it's good to hear, you know, it's, it is it is all of us. It's the same thing for me. We, we put stuff out there all the time that, that doesn't, doesn't go great the very first time we try. In fact, the majority of the time, it doesn't go great the first time we try it. So.
1: That's why it makes sense for people to get things like your newsletters, you know, when you do them for people, because you've spent so much money doing this for so many years, you can shortcut that stuff that doesn't work. That's a big part of why, you know, we're able to sell the services we do. It's not like, hey, you're gonna get rich quicker or anything. It's like, hey, this is going to be much less horrible because we've already made so many of these mistakes we can help you not make. It, uh, it's, it's good. Yeah, but I think anyone that says anything in business is going to be easy is um, maybe they know something that I don't, or it could be dare I say shenanigans. It's
0: it's it's possible it's marketing hype. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. We you know we won't pass judgment on them uh, here. That's uh, we'll let someone else do that. Right. So um, okay. So so let me ask you this. So you've got your your inner circle. Uh, membership, your members, your membership program that's three ninety nine four hundred bucks a month, right? Yep. So t- talk about that a little bit. Tell me, are you marketing it the same way? Are you driving them to to you know is this is this a downsell offer for people who aren't taking one of the you know the the, the coaching groups? Like how are you how are you selling that? Talk to me about that a little bit.
1: So we've changed the way that uh, we sell that. It is um, number one. It's relatively. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Relatively self-managing. So I don't have to advertise it very much. And when we do, it is not really positioned as a downsell or an alternative. Um, the way we sell it these days is, hey, we've got this thing. It's pretty good. I don't know if you'll like it, but if you want to take a, uh, a trial to it, here's what we'll do for you. And then the offer is give us 100 bucks. My team will get on the phone with you, and they'll see what you're trying to accomplish, and then we will prescribe you, Any of my trainings that will be helpful, and you can just have them for free. And then you can have 21 days of access to the inner circle. And our hope is that during that 21 days, you'll start getting some of the results you want. You'll remain a member. And if you don't, no problem, cancel. And if you do, then you can stick around. And uh, that works pretty good. You know, it works really, really good. As a matter of fact, the way we grew it to where it is today, and this is a multi six figure month thing, you know, it's doing pretty good, um, is that was not how we built it. So the way we built it is I would offer trainings of mine as bribes to get people to join outright. So not to take a trial, but to get people to join. So for example, when I told you about that Facebook class, um, I don't sell that Facebook class. The only way you can get it is if you get it for free as a bribe to get you to join my inner circle. And I'll be use that forever. But these days I, I don't really focus on acquiring new people for inner circle as much because it's, it's fairly full and, We'll probably do maybe three big promotions for it uh, per year. And its its real function is to, of course, delight the members first and foremost. But from the strategic standpoint of the business, its function is just to pay the overhead uh, so we can continue to grow our other programs, such as Flagship and Private Client Group.
0: All right. Oh, very interesting. Um, well, hey, uh, that's been amazing. Um, I took a ton of notes. Uh, any last Parting words of wisdom here for you that you'd like to share, um, and uh, and where should people go to find out more about you? They should
1: go if they want to get some cool free stuff. They should go to frankkern.com forward slash class. There's a it's an on demand class, so you know you don't have to really like wait or anything. I just need your email address so I can follow up with you 7,000 times and try to send you my friendship program, (laughs) but it's a very, very good training that goes through some of the ways that we have found that to grow companies by actually reducing the amount of work and stuff that is being done in the company. So that's where they can get some free stuff. And uh, if I were to give parting advice, um, I would really give a couple of pieces if I can piece number one, is, look, there's that there's this old saying that says, the less I do, the more I make. And to a degree, that's actually true. Um, It's not true from the standpoint of, let's just sit around and do nothing, and the more nothing you do, the more money you'll get. Uh, But it is true from the standpoint of that the money is not in actually doing stuff. The money is in thinking very, very strategically, and then taking very powerful and decisive action that gets extremely significant results. And it's, it's almost completely impossible to do that if you're overwhelmed with stuff. So figure out a way to get out of the business as much as you can so you can work on the business strategically. Um, that's thing number one. Thing number two is that no matter what business you're in, the real business you're in is in the business of multiplying capital um, and and doing so by leveraging assets. And you know, if you think about it, every person that gets rich does so through that same process. Uh, You know, Warren Buffett, he leverages, he multiplies capital by leveraging the stock market. Same with guys like Carl Icahn or whatever. Uh, Trump did it by leveraging real estate. He multiplied capital, invested in real estate to multiply that capital. People never think of entrepreneurship in that same way. But as entrepreneurs, that really is all we do. Um, You can even take the most basic situation, like a guy that buys used cars on the weekends from auction, washes them and then sells them at a profit He's not doing anything other than multiplying capital by leveraging assets. The capital he multiplies is the capital he spent buying the car to resell. The assets he's, he's leveraging is, number one, the car that he bought. Number two, the systems he has in place for cleaning up the car, making some enhancements to it, and then reselling it. Our businesses are exactly the same. It doesn't matter what you're selling. We're doing the same thing. So if we accept that as truth, then direct response advertising Uh, when you acquire a customer at a profit is probably the most powerful example of multiplying capital in the world because it's not unusual for someone to spend a dollar or let's, you know, really make it more realistic, to spend $10,000 on a marketing campaign and get 20 or $30,000 back as a result in a 30-day period or a 60-day period. Well, if you look at that on the surface, it seems like, okay, that was pretty cool, yay. But if you compare it to the richest people in the world and the type of returns they get on their investments, it, it is explosively better. You know, I don't know how many 100% ROI that is, especially if you were to annualize it, but it's uh, way better than 20% a year, 30% a year, et cetera. You know, it's a couple hundred percent over 30 days, yeah, which is a big deal. So I would really recommend that uh, instead of thinking tactically, we really start to shift uh, strategically and really look at the business for what it is.
0: Yeah, man, that's great. And I think like I think people people they do miss that. They they miss that that's what their marketing is. That's what the whole company is all about. You know, it's there uh to multiply their capital. Um, hopefully not divide their capital. That's usually that's usually sad um when that happens. But um hey, thanks again. Uh definitely go to so it's com forward slash class. Yeah,
1: the C L-A-S-S.
0: <laughs> yep, absolutely should go there. Uh, all of your stuff is everything I've ever consumed of it. has been top notch. So they should go check that out. And, uh, thanks again for being on the podcast. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you guys on the, the next podcast. Everyone have a great week. Thank you for joining me today on the million dollar strategies podcast. Would you like to gain access to my top strategies for growing your business? As a podcast listener, get an exclusive free copy of my Amazon best-selling book, and all you gotta do is visit seanbuck.com forward slash free book. That is spelled S-H-A-U-N-B-U-C-K dot com forward slash free book and grab your complimentary copy today.